G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The story. My brain somehow blocked out my memory from 13 down and it was as though I had no memory from those traumatic years until such a time as I believe God could help me face it and be healed from it. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, April May was three years old when her father left her mother. From that day forward, she felt rejected no matter what she did. This led her on a search to fill a deep hole in her heart, longing for love. But unfortunately, she began trying to find this fulfilment in all the wrong places. Today, April will share her story and how God's amazing healing power has completely transformed her life. And parents, before we get started, we just want to let you know that because of some of the topics that will be discussed, today's program is not recommended for young children. April May is chatting with Eric Scatterbo. April May, welcome to the program. Hello, thank you for having me. Glad to have you with us. And where are you joining us from today? I am joining you from my hometown in Perth, Western Australia, on a very beautiful, fine, lovely day, actually. Okay, and you're normally living in New Zealand, is that right? Yes, that's right. I moved to New Zealand uh, about 11 months ago. It's very cold over there, so it's nice to be in the sunshine of Australia. Okay. All right, well, we want to find out about your story and also this whole, this deficit of longing for love, but where did Mm. it all begin? Tell us about your home life growing up. Yeah, I I actually think it um, possibly began um, in conception. And I say that because uh, I actually had a repressed memory from 13 down. And um, during the time of my healing of those years, because of a lot of trauma and dysfunction Mm -hmm. um, being raised, I was given a uh, like a vision from God and he showed me that I had actually um, like a dagger of rejection in my mother's womb when I was um, first conceived. So I do actually believe it began right from then. Um, yes, you did mention that my, my dad left when I was three years old, mm-hmm. so I didn't really know him. Uh, I did make contact with him again when I was 17. It was actually the first time... I felt that I had ever met him. Um, Yeah, so I went looking for him when I was 17. But back when I was three, he left. So um, that was kind of, I felt very, I felt like I had a big hole of fatherlessness inside of me that I tried desperately to fill with, like you said, um, looking for love and acceptance, I guess, in all the wrong places. Mm. Um, so yeah, three years old, I guess that was a, a big time in my life where it, I guess it began. Okay. So yeah, growing up without a father from three years old on that obviously left a father wound, a father hole in your life. Uh, how was your relationship with your mother? 
Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, in my eyes, um, I felt also quite rejected by my mum. And I say that because I tried really hard to, I guess, feel loved by her and I, I desperately wanted her to love me and I, and I didn't really feel that from her. Um, I'm sure she she did love me and she did her best as a mum but I, I believe possibly uh, she was very hurt. Um, but for me, I, I, I guess my, one of my main reasons I didn't feel loved by my mum is because I didn't feel very protected by her. And I say that um, because I was, uh, I suffered quite sadistic and tormented um, abuse from particularly a man for about seven years of my life from age six to 13. And it was hard to believe that my mum loved me because she didn't appear to protect me mm. those years. So, um, yeah, so I felt quite rejected by my mum. And even later in life, I often tried to, I guess, do lots of things for her to try and get her to love me. And yet I just still felt like it was kind of pointless and yeah, it was just very, very sad. Um, we moved around a lot when I was a small child. There was so much dysfunction and I went to at least 14 different primary schools. So my school life was also quite traumatic. I was always the new girl. I was um, quite severely bullied. Um, I just felt like I was a target everywhere I went, whether it was a school or 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 at my home, um, I felt very abused by lots of different people. I was very sad um, kind of child, I guess. Mm. So everything you're sharing with us paints a picture of a troubled childhood, feeling rejected, feeling abandoned by your father, and then, of course, being abused and not feeling protected. Needless to say, you were yearning for that love that's you know, that's the way God made us to want to be loved, but you aren't receiving that. So, yeah, you must have been very confused and hurt going into your teenage years. Yes. So um, by the time I was 13 years old, I had suffered abuse of all kinds. Mm -hmm. And for my own protection, there was a day when my my family escaped from a certain situation and I was actually put on a plane to go and live in a different state with my grandparents because there was um, there was genuine concern for my, my safety and welfare. And mm -hmm. so I was sent to a different state and I remember, I specifically remember stepping off of the plane by myself and it was... I'm no psychologist, but it was like I created a new identity and I decided I was going to be this really popular, fun, adventurous human being and I walked out of that, that plane into this new life. And what it actually did is my brain somehow blocked out my memory from 13 down mm. and it was as though I had no memory 
from those traumatic years until such a time as I believe God could help me face it and be healed from it. But, yeah, I thought that's quite an interesting phenomenon. I think it's called a repressed memory. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I'm not a psychologist either, but I think uh, our, the way God has wired us, sometimes some things are so horrific that we kind of block them out of our minds just to, to kind of to be able to carry on and to deal with it and maybe deal with it later on. But, you know, it's only going to be a matter of time. It's going to come back at some point. But in the current time, it's a way of protecting us. So, uh, yeah, the repressed or disassociative thinking, I guess, is a term I've heard before, but it's a, mm -hmm. kind of a built-in way that God helps us to protect ourselves from horrific things that have happened to us. Can you relate to that? Yes, I definitely can. And I also think it's really important in my experience. When I was 26 years old, I started having flashbacks and nightmares and I actually didn't know what they were because I didn't know that they were memories but they were very very frightening mm. and I, I had actually uh, given my life over to God at this point and I was going to say before I think it's really important to God that he restores oh those memories, as ghastly and awful, and in, in my experience, uh, they were quite sadistic and, and a lot of torment and really, really awful stuff. But God had to restore my memory in order to heal me. Mm. And I think also in order to show me how incredible he is, that he can take something that is so painful and he can literally take the pain away. But I think it's important that we are aware of it and then we acknowledge it and then he is able to heal the pain and just leave us with a memory. I have, I have a lot of um, really, really traumatic and, and awful, painful moments that God has shown me that has, has happened in my life, but there is no pain at all anymore. Mm. Um, and that happened, that healing over just over that painful from 13 down to about six, um, that restoration of my memory and healing of all of those traumatic moments, um, that all happened in a space of less than one year. Mm. I was completely restored and completely healed. You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with April May about her life journey. And as we heard, when she was just 13 years old, she was sent on an aeroplane to another state and away from a horribly abusive situation. Remarkably, her mind repressed all the traumatic memories of her life before this. We'll hear how God miraculously heals these painful memories as April shares more of her story. All that and more is coming up when we return. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. 
We're back with more of April May sharing her life journey. As we heard before the break, when she was just 13 years old, she was sent on an aeroplane to another state and away from a horribly abusive situation. Remarkably, her mind repressed all the traumatic memories of her life before this. Now we'll hear what happened next in her life as she continues her chat with Eric Scatterbo. At 13 years old, probably all those horrific traumatic experiences were just too much for the 13-year-old April to deal with. I think so, yes. I think perhaps it's a way God has designed us in Mm -hmm. order to protect us. To deal with them maybe one at a time at a later date. When we can handle it and cope Mm -hmm. with it. Yeah, I do Mm -hmm. agree. Okay, let's get back to your story You get through your teenage years, very troubled teenage years, and you eventually get married? Yes. Uh, So, 13, I was shipped off to grandparents. At about 14 years old, I dropped out of school and I left home at uh, around 15 years old. Uh, You mentioned I looked for love in all the wrong places. Mm. I went to a lot of, you know, parties. I was drinking a lot of alcohol and other things and looking for love and acceptance from boys and, you know, climbing into the back of nightclubs when I was 16 and 17 years old and just, just living a crazy kind of a life. But, uh, yeah, I just... Even during those times, I I actually had a voice that would speak to me and protect me from really bad situations. And I didn't know what this voice was. I actually thought it, maybe it was like my dead grandmother who died when I was um, young. And I found out later in life that it wasn't her voice. It was actually the voice of God. But yeah, my, my teenage years were quite troubled and I was I was looking everywhere for love and acceptance and I obviously couldn't find it in the world. And I yeah, I believe God really rescued me, but I did get married very early. I met a man when I was um, just turned 20. I just had my birthday, 20 years old. I was married to him six months after I met him. And I had my first baby with that man uh, six months after that. Mm-hmm. Do the maths. And um, that was uh, a relationship that lasted for 24 years and we had five children. And it was um, a very, very difficult time for me as well. And um, I say that because, unfortunately, my husband had an addiction that became quite a stronghold and it was very, very hard as a wife to cope with that. And um, it became extremely difficult and it took me about a year just to get up from very severe depression following that separation. Yeah, take us to the lowest point and how the Lord broke through. My lowest point was at a time when I couldn't, I couldn't even get out of bed. Mm. I remember I would just stay in bed for days at a time and I had children to look after and I couldn't look after them properly. I had a job and I would go to work 
and I would literally fall down onto the ground because it was like I couldn't even cope walking. My body was responding to my very depressed, low state of mind. Um, so I couldn't work. I couldn't really be a mum and I loved being a mum. I contemplated the thought of just not continuing with life in general, mm. if you can understand what I'm saying. And I actually made a phone call to Lifeline and I prayed and asked God for someone incredible to please help me on the other end of the phone. And funnily enough, um, I heard my best friend's voice on the other end of the phone and she just happened to be calling me at the same time as I called the lifeline number. Really? Yes. It was, um, I, I couldn't, I thought, what are you doing working for lifeline? And she yeah. said, what do you mean? I just called you. So she came over and she brought another person with her and they took me to a doctor and uh, I was very quickly put onto a mental health care plan mm -hmm. And for my own safety, I was. Um, it was suggested that I um, go to a safer place than the place that I was, you know, my home. And that was the beginning of the separation from my husband. And then, how did the Lord break through this very <laughs> desperate situation? Yes. Yeah, so basically. Um, I see God as a just a spiritual being and he speaks to my spirit. And I saw in a spiritual sense, I was like a battered soldier mm. lying on the ground with bullet holes through my body and I couldn't get up. And I cried in desperation for God to help me. And I saw two figures coming onto the battlefield with a stretcher and I was placed on a stretcher. And at the end, the foot of the stretcher, I saw what I believe was the Holy Spirit. And then I looked up to the head of the stretcher and I saw Jesus. Now, did you have any spiritual background? Were you raised a Christian? Did you know anything about Jesus? That's a great question. Absolutely none. Uh, throughout my 14 years, uh, 14 primary schools, my mum would sign me out of any scripture teaching. And back in those days, we had scripture teachers come and teach scripture and I would have to sit in the library uh, a lot of the times by myself. Um, so no, I had no knowledge of God, no knowledge of Jesus at all, nothing. I, I didn't know what Christmas carols were talking about. Obviously, we had, I can remember having a Christmas tree and things, but I never, ever went to a church or I didn't know anyone who went to a church. It was nothing, nothing at all. Yeah, so despite not having any spiritual background whatsoever, if I'm understanding mm -hmm. you correctly, at your lowest yeah. point, you still had a vision of Jesus rescuing you. Yes, yes. He rescued me out of the battlefield and it was only a few days later that I was uh, like physically rescued, I guess. Um, so when I was 26 years old, I had a supernatural encounter in my bedroom. I had an experience whereby I felt like my whole body was being lifted up through the ceiling of my bedroom, through the sky, beyond the sky, and I was covered in light. And the light 
was like liquid love and it was infiltrated through every cell of my body. It was an incredible experience that I find even now difficult to describe, but I have never, ever, ever in my life felt this kind of love. It was all through my very being. And three days after, so I was 26 years old when that happened. It was a Wednesday. Three days later, um, four days later, I went to a church for the first time ever and I came home from that church and I knelt beside my bed and I said, I don't know who you are, but I want to give you my life because my life is so broken. And I opened my eyes and I felt like I had new eyes. I could see things very differently. From that day forward, this God Almighty started restoring my memory and I would see Jesus in this journey in my memories. He was there. He was in rooms that I was in. He was there. He, I would often see him crying when awful things were happening to me in my memories. I saw him standing in the corner of rooms. I saw the nail scars and I literally saw him take pain from me, whatever memory I was reliving. And that's how he restored my memory. But one of those memories he showed me was when I was 11 years old, my mother had run away to a women's refuge and I went missing. And when I went missing, I stumbled, it was a Sunday, and I stumbled across a back room behind the women's refuge and it had a sign on the door that said Sunday school. And I thought it was very strange that people would have school on a Sunday. I'd never heard that term. Mm -hmm. And a lady opened the door. I never went inside that room, but the lady stood at the door and she told me that there was a man named Jesus and that if I received him into my life, he would be there to help me throughout my life. And as an 11-year-old child, broken and lost, I believed her and I, I said a prayer with this woman and I received Jesus into my life. Now, my life still was traumatic and tragic after I, that moment when I was 11. But that voice that I heard throughout my teenage years, mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. his voice, the voice of Jesus protecting me and, and helping me, guiding me through my life. And uh, right up to when I was 26 and I had that supernatural encounter, I recognised that voice was the same voice that I had uh, heard throughout my life from when I was 11 years old. Well, that was part one of Eric Scadabo's conversation with April May, who's the author of the book, He is Faithful from A to Z, which contains several stories of how God has been faithful in April's life. And we rejoice at how faithful God has been in April's life. As we heard today, she's gone through such horrific abuse as a young child that her brain repressed it in her mind to protect her from that pain. But praise God, he has healed those memories and restored April's life. And God can bring about a miraculous transformation in your life as well. Maybe you can identify with some of the life experiences that April has gone through and are haunted by painful memories. Why not bring this pain to the Lord for healing today? If you'd like to pray with someone about this, our prayer line is one 800 
pray for me. That's 1-800-772-936. We'd love to pray with you. On that number again, 1-800-772-936. Finally, if you are feeling suicidal, have a crisis in your life, and you need help right now, you can call Lifeline at 13 11 14. There's someone to talk to you at that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Once again, Lifeline's number is 13 11 14. Well, until next time, when we'll hear more about how God transforms April's life, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. God enabled me to go back to a memory of, yeah, when I was about 11 years old, and suddenly I heard a voice, which I believed to be God, and he said to me, look around the room. And I looked and I saw Jesus standing there and he had tears on his cheeks and I knew that those tears were for me. When April May was a child, she went through such horrific abuse that her brain repressed it in her mind to protect her from the pain. April joins us once again to share more of her story and the miraculous way God healed her and her memories. That's all coming up next time. The Story, just another way vision is helping you look to God daily. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.